Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. LeBron last night became the first ever player to score 39,000 career points. We know he's he passed Kareem last year as the all-time leading scorer in the league. But last night he put up 17 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds in 24 minutes and crossed the 39,000-point threshold. He will get past uh, 40,000 by the end of this year. Uh, if he doesn't get injured. Now, that's a big if. Maybe he will. But uh, if he stays healthy, he'll, he'll almost certainly cross that threshold. So, Rob, Dan Patrick uh, was on his show this morning, and here's what he said about LeBron's feet. Who would I take? Game on the line. You have to win one game, one season. I would take Michael Jordan. But if I said I could give you 21 consecutive years of high-end basketball, 21 and counting, high-end basketball. And he's going to make you relevant. You're going to be in the playoffs. Uh, Half of his career, he's played for a championship. Almost half his career. Or I can give you 13 years of Michael Jordan, where he wins six championships. He wins six. uh, LeBron wins four. But LeBron gets you back there, and LeBron is still playing, where Michael, you know, he retires, and he comes back with the Wizards. So... Who do you take? If I give it, if I present it that way, I give you the longevity, greatness of LeBron James. LeBron's going to give you eight more years where Mike's going to be out of the game. And if you if you consider that the totality of their careers, LeBron is a better basketball player. But once again, I'll come back and say that Michael Jordan's the greatest I've ever seen. There he is. And, and if you have a game to win, I yeah. want him. What do you, you know, really say? I want him leading the charge. I mean, really. D- Dan, help me out. Dan, help me out. What What did he say, Chris? I, Nothing. Try. He didn't say anything. There, let me say something. Go, go say there something. There is no I'm argument sorry. that LeBron James 
has the longevity advantage right. over Michael Jordan and everybody else. That's a debate. Look, if you take right, look, longevity, LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan in terms of longevity. No doubt about it. He is better at this age, and Lord Jordan didn't even get to this stage of his career. But at this age than Jordan was at 39. But who is the GOAT and who had the better basketball? I still think if I if I could pick one player's career, Rob, that I could have. I'm just talking straight basketball. I'm not talking off the court. I'm not talking personality, any of that. I would take Michael Jordan's. Now, LeBron's has been great. We both think he's the second best player ever. But I would take Jordan's because the dominance was ridiculous. I, I'm with you. I, 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 that's why the Dan Miller, I mean, Dan, Dan Patrick, <laughs> I'm thinking of Dan Miller in uh, Detroit, uh, the Flyers radio guy. Uh, Dan Patrick's take here is, I, I don't know, but but he goes out of his way to say he'll take Michael. Why not just say, I would take LeBron's career? Right, if you right. Want. Now, now he kind of said, something. Rob, right? We kind of said, you know, if I, I guess if I'm on a franchise and I can get LeBron for 21 years, which you probably, LeBron's played for four different franchises or iterations, right? Cleveland right. twice. Um but I could get LeBron for 21 years or I could get Jordan for 13 or 15 or 11, however you want to count it. Um, he's saying he would take LeBron. So if that's what you want to do, then just say it. Just say that. But the, he didn't say that. And that's the problem I have with the take is that it was both sides. You got to get on either side of the fence. Dan and Rob, Patrick, you know, we've I mean, said this we before about those that say Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player ever. But LeBron James has had the best career. Right. What? Well, that doesn't make any then sense. Then LeBron's better. Just say that. Right. Just say or, that. Or Jordan but, but, had a better career. But they One can't the say it, though. They can't say it. That's why they always have to hedge it with LeBron. They have to hedge it because he, if, if it's to win a game or win a championship, who would I pick? It's not hands down, Michael. Well, isn't that, a, isn't that what you're playing for? To win a championship? Come on. And then Michael never got beat, never went to a game seven revolution change the nba uh look at his sneakers they buy more of his sneakers this guy's been played in 20 years 50 years chris oh they're I rob mean, i they're more popular now right probably than was, yeah than, than ever i got 40 pair they're more popular you know <laughs> like like crazy uh but you get my point like really longevity is better than a guy who totally dominates and wins 10 scoring championships in ten year, in 13 years, Chris. 10. 10 in a row. Yeah, and we keep saying 13 years because Jordan only played 13 full seasons in the league. Right. The second year in the, of his career, he got injured and only played like 17 games. And then, the, of course, he came back from baseball one season and played and like played the last the 18 end. games right, or right. something. And so that's why we're saying 13. He only had 11 years with the Chicago Bulls, and he won six championships in those 11 years. Now, this is to take nothing away from LeBron. Rob, I, I think you're throwing some, you, you want to look at some comparisons. Um, I think LeBron, obviously, you could compare him to Hank Aaron, right? Now, Hank Aaron, um, it's him breaking Babe Ruth's home run record was obviously bigger than LeBron James scoring 39,000 points. Oh, but yeah. I'm talking about in terms of the feet, you know, Hank Aaron Rob never hit 50 home runs in a season. 
He hit one you know? I thought it was yeah. one. No. No, his most ever was 47. 47, I'm sorry, yeah. And um, he only Which led the league in, in home runs right, four right. times. Right. So it, it speaks to his tremendous and, longevity. And, and you're right. That is, that is a good way of looking at LeBron and Hank Aaron because Hank did all these things. And Chris, like his numbers, if, 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 you, if anybody just, if you ever want to look at somebody's career. And Hank Aaron played 21 years, Chris, averaged 100 RBIs. Average. You know how you have good years in the beginning, I mean bad years in the beginning, and then bad years at the end. He averaged 100 RBIs. If you take away his 755 home runs, Chris, from his hit total, he still has 3,000 hits. If you take away how many? 755, the home runs. If you take away all of his home runs, he still has 3,000 hits, which is a feat in itself. Right, right. So I'm just saying, like, that's how unbelievable – and – Lifetime batting average, Chris, 305 as a home run hitter, 305. Yeah, he was unbelievable. And that's not even talking about the off the field or, heck, on the field stuff he had to endure. You know, 100%. Because of the racism. Um, I think that's a comparable one. And I, as great, and Hank Aaron is, Rob, certainly arguably one of the five greatest players ever. Oh, he's, I mean, he's you just spelled out. No yeah. But I don't know that many people are saying he's the actual GOAT. Because of that great longevity. Um, I think uh, Emmitt Smith, Rob, is another one that's comparable as far as, you know, he's the leading rusher all time. And there are some that would say he's the greatest running back ever. Um, See, but I don't, I don't think most people feel that way, Rob. The argument for him is that, Chris, and, and this is the only case you could make for him, he was an all-around r- running right, back right. in that – he could catch out of the backfield, Chris. He could rush for yards, and he could block. Like, he could do yep. everything. He was do, did it when all. When you talk yep. about Barry Sanders' career, here's the, the, the people don't want to talk about it as electrifying as he was, Chris. Barry Sanders was taken out at the goal line. Like, yep. like just because there's a chance he could get well, stopped Well, he was in the trying backfield. to break every run. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And so, he wasn't really running into the line and taking three yards if he had to. You know so, what I mean? He was trying so to he go was 90 that, every year. He every didn't time. catch the ball out of the backfield, Chris, at all. And in a playoff game against the Green Bay Packers, 13 carries. You ready for this? How many yards, Chris? 13 Negative carries. two or something like Negative that? Negative one yard <laughs> in a playoff game. But that's my point, right? Because Barry was dancing. And he was great, but you know what I mean. He was there. he was trying to break it, everyone. But but you you understand what I'm saying. And there's an argument for LeBron is the go. A lot of people think he's the go, and will think he's the go. So I think Emmitt Smith, Hank Aaron. I think generally, Rob. And I wasn't even making this this meant to be a goat conversation, but generally, no, no, no. I think with goats, we we tend to go with peak. Over longevity, assuming that the peak was significantly long. The peak has you know to what be, I mean? Right, yeah, right. It can't not, be two not two years. years. No, right. that's not a peak, right? Right, and that's but, why there's a lot of guys who have had really good. I, I talk about Don Mattingly all the time, Chris. Go, go look at his career. He had four of the greatest offensive years you could have at the plate. That's mm. all he had. Mm. Those four <laughs> years. That's not good enough to get right. in the Hall of Fame. Right, right, right. And I think, and we've talked about this, right? And who knows how long LeBron's going to play? 
and he's putting up big numbers. But you got to – like, when, you, when you're talking about Jordan, because LeBron's chasing Jordan, that's another point I want to make, Rob. And I'm not – I mean, there's no need to make excuses. LeBron is phenomenal, and what he's doing is phenomenal. But I do think a part of his longevity and his keeping himself in such excellent shape and playing at such a high level – is because he is chasing by his own admission. Now, I don't know if he'd say it today, but he has said it in the past, Rob. He is chasing Michael Jordan. Like LeBron, I believe, from some of the things he said publicly in the past and all this, I never really talked to him about it one-on-one. Right. But I, I, I think he is, this might be a little strong, but obsessed with passing Michael Jordan oh, no, in it, people's it, eyes. I, I right? think that and, that is something that you think that's fair, and that's yes. driving him. Jordan now, Jordan was obsessed with passive Magic and Bird early in his career because they were the ones kept winning. And, and I'll but say once this he too. did that and he eclipsed what they did, there was really at that time, you know, he was nobody had played as long as LeBron in any sport. Like you didn't have a Tom Brady who was like, oh, well, Brady can do it in football. Maybe I can right. do it in basketball. You know, like. And so Jordan didn't push it. No, nah, I'm not. Again, I'm not trying to say he could have. I don't know, but it was. A I think that's time. been a part it, of yeah, yeah. LeBron's uh, but, push but, is is that he's chasing Jordan. Would you agree but, with that? Yeah, but this is it, and this is the funny thing is that he says that he passed him and he's the goat, but you you get to feel that he deep down knows that he hasn't, Chris. Like like he said it publicly, but I don't I don't believe that he really believes that. I, I really don't. I, I don't know if I agree with that. Need, you know, I don't know the answer. No, no, no. But I'm I just think, saying, Rob, I, 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 think, I think it's very possible LeBron actually does feel like he's past Jordan. And, but what he, fe- what he understands, Rob, is that most other people don't think he did. I think he's trying to get it to a point where it's like no one else is going to be able to argue that he's not better than Jordan. Right, but that's, I, that, I personally think he feels like he definitely is. See, I, I, I think deep down he knows he's not. That's why it's like a, a narrative, a drumbeat, because if he was Chris, I don't believe he would have to say it. I really don't. I don't think you have to say it if you really believe it. He's the one putting it out there. Um, his minions, his people are always, every chance they get to try to tell people uh, you know, what LeBron has accomplished and, and remind people and this and that and, and the disrespect from the other players. Like, it's hard for him to shut that out and act like, oh, no, it's clear that he's the greatest. Yeah, I, I think you know what I mean? It definitely, there's, there's too yeah, much, there's too much noise from other people and not just sports writers or, or debaters who you can uh, try to act like they don't matter. You got other right. guys who actually played in the league who aren't buying into him being that guy. And I, and I, I, think, I think, Rob, the only thing that's going to – he's going to have to win more. Because I think if he, he just plays, keeps racking though, up – Right, then it's like, well, even you won six or seven in 24 years or something, that – you know, you, you, you could say, well, he won as much, he went to more finals, and obviously the longevity. But you're right, there's another side to that, well – the, the percentage of wins, of and, dominance. And, and what if he doesn't, doesn't win close. again, Chris, and he, you go four championships in 24 years? Yeah. Yeah, no, that 
It what it what it what it and even at this point, some could argue, it's looking like Wilt Chamberlain. Now he, he you know, Wilt won two championships in twelve or thirteen years, but the numbers that Wilt has in his you know re- on his resume are crazy, and that's kind. LeBron didn't win as much as Jordan. He's gonna have crazy individual numbers in totality. Um, so there's a comparison there as well to Wilt. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington. TJ Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. 
We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. All right, uh, Rob, Roger Goodell was on CBS this morning, this morning, with Nate Burleson, and he did an interview, and uh, he talked about the notion that the NFL is soft today. And uh, he shot back at it. Here he is. There's fans that are saying, you're making the game softer. What happened to the grit, the old school play? I like the collision. How do you feel when you hear that type of criticism on the league? I'd invite them to come down to the field and play. I don't think our game has ever been more physical, faster, stronger. Our players are more athletic than they've ever been. What we want to do is take the techniques out that are leading directly to injuries. We can't ask our officials to judge intention. That's really hard to do. Well, look, I don't think the NFL is soft um, by any stretch. Uh, And Goodell is right in that the players are faster, stronger, and bigger than ever. But it is definitely softer than it used to be. And the rules, I mean, they've put in rules to make it that way. Rob, we talked about this ad nauseum. One of the reasons that these quarterbacks' numbers are so much better than the old school guys is because you can't hit them. You don't, they don't have to worry about somebody hitting them low, somebody hitting them late. I mean, that stuff happened every game back in the day. Um, receivers as well. The receivers could get hit a lot harder or a lot more going across the middle. Chris, you wouldn't go across the middle. Right? We Are used to watch shows. I used to watch shows, hour-long, two-hour, one-hour, two-hour shows with the commentator talking about the biggest hits in NFL history. And almost about all of them would be illegal nowadays, you know? And, and then, Rob, I think the practice. They're not practicing or at least hitting as much. And so their tackling isn't as good because they don't work on it as much. Uh, and the blocking isn't as good because they don't block as much, like the, on the offensive line. So I think those are all factors that have made the game softer um, and certainly in some ways safer, but certainly have made the game softer, even if the players are stronger and bigger than ever. Yeah, I mean, the rules the way I've changed, and, and that's what's made it softer. Right. I, I could just remember Joe Montana getting mauled by the Giants. And and guys being thrown around Chris like rag dolls, um, it was different. And now you can't touch anybody. My God, for, forget it. If you if you come in to bring a quarterback down and you land on him, my God, you can't even land on him. You can't land on him, even I if mean, it's you, not intentional. I understand where you drive somebody into the turf, Chris. But that's but what you, they used to do. But you can't even you can't even land on him. You have to try to. Bring them down. It's a big advantage for quarterbacks. I don't care what Absolutely. anybody says. It's huge. Right. Knowing that they can't touch you. You're expecting defensive really. linemen to be ballerinas now. They got to pull up. I get to you and I'm they tackling pull you up. now. Right. Now I have to, like, adjust my weight. And you see them doing it. I mean, they got no choice, but they're trying to do it. 
But, yeah, those are the things. Now, but, Rob, I will say this. When I watch the games, I mean, yeah, there are times when you see a, a even Monday night, there were some questionable, you know, hits on the quarterback that were called roughing the passer. And sometimes it's just like, my goodness, I mean, the dude couldn't stop his momentum. His momentum's carrying him into the quarterback and things like that. And quarterbacks are looking for that stuff. But um, I, I will say this, Rob, outside of some a few incidents here and there like that, I don't, when I'm watching games, I'm not sitting there thinking, man, this is soft. It ain't what it used to be. I, I, I'm enjoying the games. And obviously, they've, the rules have made offensive football easier, Rob. So they are scoring. But I don't, I don't look at it and say, you know, and long for the days of yesteryear. No, that, it's not that, that so but, but it's just, but it's a different game. It's just different, and it's almost like we talk about okay, when the Pistons won the championship, Chris, in in uh, two thousand four, and they were holding people under seventy points. I mean, they had a streak of right. like eleven or thirteen games. Just think about that, where they scored under seventy in an NBA game, because you could be physical, you could really play defense on people and make it difficult for them, whereas now that whistle's blowing every five seconds, and you can't do it. It's yeah, easier I mean, to score, I remember Chris. When I, when I covered the Cavaliers and Mike Fratello was the head coach, I mean, they were routinely in the 70s. Yeah. It's routinely. easier to score now than ever in the NBA. Yeah. Just, it's just, and and one, reason, one reason is that, you know, they're taking so many more three-pointers, and they are better at shooting the three-pointers. Um, and so when some of these players, more than half their shots are threes. So they're worth three points as opposed to two. So if you hit them, that's going to, that raises the scoring. And of course the game, the floor being so spread out, Rob, it's easier to drive to the basket. And when you get to the basket, there's not nearly as much resistance, you know? And so, yeah, it's absolutely easier to score. Um, and to your point, all the games have changed, even baseball, um, not quite as much as the other two, but even no. But it's changed from the way that they pitch, Chris. If if you before, if you're the home run, you better not be dig, digging in the second time up. That's not around anymore. Right. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie-lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. Woo! 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. <laughs> and catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Rob, one of the staples of Thanksgiving Day, of course, is the football. The NFL football. And... um, the games, we've got the Green Bay Packers at Detroit at 12.30 Eastern. The Washington Commanders at Dallas, 4.30 Eastern. And then the 49ers at Seattle, 8.20. That's the nightcap. And, Rob, look, this year I'm excited to see Detroit. I, I like watching them play. They're obviously a, a good team. But... Honestly, man, I don't need to see them every Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. Like, I know you got a story, and I can't remember what it is, but I'm sure you'll share it. I want you to share it. As to why football fans across America are are subjected to watching the Detroit Lions play their horrible brand of football every year on Thanksgiving, it worked out this year. They're good. But in general... I'd rather not see him. Well, first of all, for you guys who aren't up on history, it was the Lions owner who's the one who created the whole Thanksgiving Day game. So that he was the one who suggested that there be a Thanksgiving Day game in Detroit and the league bought into it. So it was his idea. That's why the Lions got it. That everybody's home not on Thanksgiving. Well, but I mean, not that's enough where for it, you. Uh, that, that's where it started. And I hear you, Chris. I went to those games. I told you earlier, I covered, I was in Detroit for 20 years. I've seen plenty of bad football on Thanksgiving Day. Trust me. They aren't always at home on Thanksgiving, are they? Yeah. Or are they? they so every it's game is actually – It's, it's, it's always not just in Detroit. them playing. It's no. them playing in Detroit. In Detroit. It's always, oh, wow. it's always in Detroit and it's Terrible. always in Dallas. It's always in those two places. Terrible. Terrible. But – um. 
You're right. The team is better this year. People who maybe haven't seen the Lions, they've been on a few national games. They're on the first game of the year. No, they're, they're fun so, so people will get to see, and, and, you know, Green Bay's not your typical Green Bay. So it could be a blowout, could be a bad game. Um, but I, I'm, I'm a little bit with tradition. I told you before. I used to love when the Cincinnati Reds played the first game of every baseball season. The Cincinnati Reds are the oldest professional team, not in baseball, in America. The first professional team in any sport in America, the Cincinnati Reds. And so there's a, there's some things that I like with tradition, Chris. And I understand why people around the country, you know, used to always complain and they say, oh, my God, oh, the Lions. Terrible. I know. I know. I get it. <laughs> The Bears I, and the Packers, too. Now, this year is only the Packers and the but Cowboys, I get this. like you said. But the other part, I think, for a long time, people thought once William Clay Ford died, Chris, the owner, that the league would then say, screw the Lions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, they wouldn't do it to him, the longtime owner of the Lions. But he's passed, and they still didn't do it. And the reason they thought for a long time and why they never did anything, people couldn't understand – William Clay Ford, the last name Ford, is the Ford Motor Company. Right. Who are big advertisers and sponsors for football for a long time. So they've always supported, you know, the league, Chris, with advertising. So that was another thing that they wouldn't want to do that. And so is that why you think they didn't do it? Yeah, I'm, I'm serious. I believe that. And now the league is obviously they got so many advertising money. They could easily say that even if Ford were to be mad and say we're not going to advertise with the NFL no skin off their apple. But I think that at one point that was a a, a reason was A, the Lions were the ones who started, and B, Ford Motor Company. Well, that look, that's possible. But now, as you said, it benefits Ford to keep advertising with the NFL, and, and they do have tons of other advertisers. So now, drop them. <laughs> So what are you and saying? I say so this, what are you Rob? saying? You want to see this year and then after that move on? No, what, here's what I want to see. I want to see, just like Christmas Day, now the NFL is actually trying to take over Christmas, but I'm thinking Christmas Day with the NBA, but yeah, you could say that with the NFL too. Before the season starts, you've got your ideas of what are, will be big games and good games, and you make – you put some great games on Thanksgiving, or at least that, you know, we all think at the beginning of the year will be great games. I mean, what if we had had Kansas City, Philadelphia on Thanksgiving Day, San Francisco, Dallas on Thanksgiving Day? Like, I want to see something. Like, and Detroit's good now. So, hey, Detroit, Baltimore, Thanksgiving Day. Like, that would excite me a lot more than these traditions. And I think, I don't know, Rob, if the Packers aren't every day. The teams I remember. The Packers and you're play right, a lot. Dallas not every and year. Detroit. The pa- right. Packers, uh, the Packers Bears, and the Bears are two other teams. Lot. I not, felt on, like, not every yep. year, but they play a lot on that. Right. Enough. Enough. This is a day where everybody's home, and I get it. They obviously get a lot of viewers on Sunday. But, you know, this could, this, they owe, I think they should do it for the fans. Making some better games. And it might be Detroit a lot now that they're good. And I have no problem with that. But I just think they should make it some of their better teams, Rob, and showcase the league on this day. 
Well, that's the argument, and I get that about what you know, especially in the in the past. Like, right, you want a right. marquee game where everybody's at home, Chris. Everybody's looking before Thanksgiving dinner. Most people eat at four o'clock, eat early, right? You watch the game starts at twelve thirty, and then dinner. Thanks, most people have Thanksgiving dinner after game one. Yep, that's yep. the tradition. It, it used. To, you're right. It used to be horrible. It used to be when bad. When you're watching the freaking hapless Lions against the hapless and, Bears. And then they would, and I think they, at like, one oh. point, they might have lost 17 out of 21 or something. <laughs> I mean, it was really bad. Yeah, it, it, it would. Now, do the people in Detroit, are they really big into the Thanksgiving game? Oh, it's I a guess holiday. so, since it's already Yeah, it's, it's a holiday, Chris. Like, that. that's what people's traditions in Detroit. Go to the game. There's a Thanksgiving Day parade downtown on Woodward Avenue. And then, uh, you know, people go home and then have dinner. Like, it's it's a part of their history. And Detroit doesn't have many things nationally people that, that people can look at on the city, Chris. So I know that there would be a fight not to take that away from the city. It's not like Detroit is featured in, in most of Most people in this country have never been to, to Detroit. Yeah, well... Tough. What do you mean? Tough? What, what, look at that. <laughs> I mean, I like Detroit. No, and, but I'm, I'm just I saying. I love Detroit. Detroit's I'm just my saying, second home. I love Detroit. I'm just saying they don't need to be on Thanksgiving Day every every year. And if they ever lose that deal or whatever you want to call it, and the people are upset, deal with it. Deal with it. All right? Just like Cleveland deals with it. Just like Cincinnati deals with it and all these other towns. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 